Welcome back to the No Spin Dash Zone in 3D for like the fifth time. Or but something. for the but, first, but this is real this time. This is real. This is uh, like this is not a collection of ports or this Sonic R or Gex it, or a two or three. <laughs> Gex Gex Two is the first official 3D Sonic game. Yeah. Charlie said we're back in 3D. We were in 3D before. Well, we're Sonic we're, might we're, not this have is been, real. We were. We're, this is real. This is real D 3D in your local we're, theater. So we're actually out. we're actually renaming this podcast to the No Homing Attack Zone because from here on out, dash is irrelevant. Game. Wait, no, no, no! You can still spin dash in this game, and it's really useful because it you builds can. up speed it really is. fast. It definitely gets less useful in Sonic Adventure Two, and oh, then... no, it's still super useful in Sonic Adventure Two. It's it's situation. It's harder to initiate in um, Sonic Adventure Two. Yeah, but but it's good because you can do speed run shit. Like you can fly off of ledges and stuff and just go way faster. Yeah, than you break need the game. Yeah. So so I want to ask you guys, uh, what would you call this era of Sonic games? Because we have uh, we got through the the Genesis etc. era into the Dreamcast, which was the classic era. Can we uh, call it? Can we call it? Oops! It's still Sonic. Oops! Like the oops all berries, but it's <laughs> Sonic. So, because the bit is... <laughs> yeah, because Sega, Sega stopped making games and started making I mean, Sonic games. So, for those it's... those who don't know, we're dividing our, our podcast into three sections for three different, effectively, Yeah, and this is, the, this is the Dreamcast era. It's always been the Dreamcast era. So, hold Even on. Even though it goes beyond the Dreamcast, you just have to go with it, okay? So I we know have... it complicates things. <laughs> so, like, so, like, Sonic Heroes is a part of the Dreamcast era. Yes. Yeah, Sonic definitely It calls it the Dreamcast the Dream era in Sonic Generations, like, I'm... Yeah, because really? you can't call it the Nintendo GameCube era in its own game because it's yeah. not like a Nintendo-made game. Man, I mean, okay, okay. Sure, we'll we'll call it the Dreamcast. Well, because it's it's interesting that we have we have 2D and then we have uh, this sort of 3D like full 3D environment that you like walk around and kind of explore in. And then in sort of the third era, we have sort of these lanes that you're just constantly moving forward through. So um, we could call this the early 3D era or right. the uh, and then the second the party. Era in the fourth era. era, we have these like Blaine's from Pokemon. Blaine's from Pokemon. See, I I want I want our the I, name of the era to be more like clickbaity. We need it to be like really catchy. Where, where did this up, Blaine thing come from? Charlie Charlie said Lanes, and I thought he said Blaine's. Oh my and God. I remember the Pokemon okay. Commander. I want so, to talk about the game. So hold up, what are our names? So I am oh, Isaiah. Oh crap! I forgot my name. <laughs> You forgot your name. Call, so, call, call uh, me Vodka. No, call me Charlie. So Charlie is the person who introduced us. I am Isaiah, as always. And of course, the third person in our podcast is Steven. I am also here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we played Sonic Adventure. We played the first half of Sonic Adventure, more specifically. Yeah. Um, because this is the first game that's really long enough to need to be divided into parts. Um, and Both of the guys was Knuckles Chaotix. Knuckles Chaotix wasn't worth a second PlayStation. That's, that's more just like a really big bowl of cereal rather than a full course meal. <laughs> but it's like Captain Crunch, oops, no berries. <laughs> like... Yeah, I mean, Knuckles and Sonic are crunch berries, and then Tails is the regular crunch. Right. Tails is the regular crunch. So how about we just take a, take a step into the pool here? How'd you guys feel about the opening cutscene? And I mean the CGI cutscene. Oh, you're talking about the like, the game. like before you get to the title screen? Yeah, that's the uh, one. I like it. I love it. It's actually incredible. It is undoubtedly my favorite part about this game. It might be the best part of the game. Like when you see Chaos's head 
head and you don't know it's chaos because maybe you saw promotional stuff for the game and you just yeah. see this like weird blobby guy and maybe you make that connection but when you see like giant crocodile super godzilla like <laughs> shoot out of the thing like it's just water bursting from it's it so and it like forms into his yeah. head that's amazing so the other I, thing I, the other what? thing <laughs> go ahead charlie I did so every time I watch this, you know, like the the head emerges and then you hear like like radio static or whatever. Yeah. And but like, then when like, it opens its mouth, voice like open it. your heart plays. And yeah. every time I just imagine that chaos is like interrupting a radio frequency and just that's a, it's just a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> so so something that I like sort of realized about this intro when I was watching it this time because I have grown up playing this game. Um, is that you don't see Sonic for a while. Oh, no, like, no, no. you you have to go more than halfway through the actual sequence before you actually see Sonic's face. In fact, there's a bit of, like, first-person perspective of Sonic running through the forest before you actually get to a side view, and you only actually get to see a front view of his face at the very end of the intro. Yeah, there's um, weird, like, Blair Witch Project shit in this there's, intro. There's good cinematography, which is really interesting to me. For all you know, like, you're watching a video game adaptation of A Day After Tomorrow, but that movie didn't come out yet. There's also, yeah. like, really well-animated and rendered, like, 3D Sonic stuff before you see the in-game models. So the game looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> also, Please like continue. a small a small tidbit. Um, yeah. Oh, we'll, oh, we'll continue. In the Dreamcast version, before the intro starts, there's like this little water effect that happens, and it's like this, I don't know. It sounds like a little girl saying something, but it's really cool. I play the Dreamcast version because I. Is it everyone's favorite like this era of Sonic character? Maria. I, Isaiah. Isaiah, do you remember when I had this game? Like when I first got this game, we were. I we do went not to go remember. See this is when we went to see Press Start Two with our other friend Seth. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, I don't remember. But I do remember <laughs> Press Start 2. Uh, <laughs> I was there for one of those. I don't remember. Who it was, was first the first one. I don't think I, I don't know if he went with us to see Press Start 2. I so man. I think who it was knows? the second one because wasn't that the one that had the Pokemon clone? Yeah, Press Start 2 <laughs> is the one with the Pokemon clone. Uh, was, either was, we cut Yakimo, this out of the podcast, or I give the viewers context that uh, Press Start and Press Start 2 continue were indie films that were a parody of video games. Uh, made near my hometown, if I remember correctly. I think they were local, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, you say your hometown is a Charlie and I are not from the same place. <laughs> That's true. I warped into this dimension. I just, we're all three in different states, so I just forget that we were yeah, from the same place. Yeah, but you are the one that's not in the state that you're from. <laughs> I'm the only one in the hometown. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, I'm sorry. We were talking I'm about Sonic Adventure a couple of minutes ago. Um, so I, I think... I have to say that I love Sonic Adventure not as somebody who grew up playing it, but as somebody who just spent the past six months playing every Sonic game leading up to this one. I'm gonna... I have so much nostalgia for this game. I didn't play as much... I didn't get it until later, but I rented it a few times, but... Like, I tried to, I tried to separate myself from nostalgia and be like, okay, imagine if the year is 1997. I think it's 97. 98. The year is 1998. It's December 23rd, 1998. Uh, and the last Sonic game I played was Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and I loved it. But that was two years ago, ish. That was four years ago. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost getting all of my math right. 
So I boot this up and I'm like, yo, this technology is incredible. Like, I am loving this game as, like, the extension of, like, this is new Sonic. This is very different from everything else. And it's very ambitious. Like, it's much longer than every other Sonic game. And it has so many things going for it. And I'm so impressed by it, you know? Um, and in the context of the current year, it's considerably less impressive but i think especially after having just played through a bunch of much older sonic games getting up to this point i'm sort of putting myself in the in the the mind of somebody who grew up in the midst of the classic era going into the uh uh what do, what do we call this era again uh the dreamcast era the dreamcast era thank you uh i'm three, i'm three, so impressed three games in the dreamcast <laughs> like i'm really i'm really in i'm really in it like i'm like it's cool that sonic is able to to go for from that to this. And then he opens his mouth. And then... <laughs> I'm sorry. So yeah, this... I was gonna say, the opening cutscene of the actual game, when you pick Sonic's story, is much, 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 much worse. <laughs> oh yeah, this is happening. <laughs> it is so disgusting. You see Chaos... You see Chaos's 3D model in the actual game, and it looks just disgusting. He looks like electricity in the water, and Sonic's face flies around the screen as if someone's just, like, yanking on a rubber band. And his I ears don't... move up and down when he talks. Why do his ears move when he talks? I, I don't think it's as bad as you're depicting it. But are you the mouth me? movements are definitely weird. The mouth it's... movements are hilarious. It was an experimental time. You can there's, literally... There's a bit where... Okay, so there's this thing in 3D modeling where when you have two pieces and you put them together so that you can animate something better, you turn something... You turn, like, the part that goes into the other part into a cone, right? You guys yeah. are aware of this? Yeah. So basically, if you have, like, a, a character's head and you want to make sure the neck doesn't get exposed to the point where the models are separate, you turn it into a cone so that if you have to move it forward, it'll look as if it's still attached. Yeah. Sonic's feet bend down so far that you can actually see the end of the cone on his, like, socks. <laughs> it's awful. It's animated so poorly. So, so the game, I think not just in the cutscenes, but sort of across the board, the animations in this game are not very good. No, yeah, there's also, like, four frames of animation on 3D models, which you just can't do. That's okay with 2D, because you can, like, craft it very specifically so it doesn't look yeah. as bad. But this game, like, runs well enough, which is weird. Yeah. But this game runs well enough that you can tell that they animated it in, like, 15 frames per second. It's super gross. So, so if you look at Sonic's idle animation of his hands being out, and he's, he's like, moving his wrists around. Like, if you try to replicate that motion, it's so weird. Like, the more about, you look at it, the more weird it feels. How about Tails' wind pose, where he turns his, like, hand upside down and just kind of straps <laughs> it to his side like a gun holster? Yeah, it's... The animations, my favorite part is all of the ending, all the uh, end of stage animations, the camera moves around so wildly that you can't notice how bad the animation is. Oh yeah, the, you know, camera, you know the camera only moves wildly at the end animation, and not everywhere else in the game. You know what my favorite part is, is that when you have to, for Sonic, when you hit a capsule and you the animals come out, his eyes follow the animals, so it looks really <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, dude, it see, looks so gross. See, I think that's a cool bit that his eyes, like, like, look at important bits, but it you definitely know my favorite, could be... You know my favorite eye bit? Yeah? When Knuckles does something and his eyes roll in the back of his head while he's walking forward, so he looks like the goddamn Undertaker! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Isaiah, what were you gonna say? Give me I, the shot no, to the Master Emerald. <laughs> I love... <laughs> I, I, so, just for the record, 
I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give you like a spoiler alert for how this episode's gonna gonna operate. Is <laughs> I think we've already I think we've is I'm gonna set be up the... I'm gonna be so positive 100 percent of the time. I like am I'm too. gonna be like it's good and and this will be great because you're you hate you you have a lot of anger about a lot of the elements of this game. I just don't like I think that we just played Gex right so yeah. I'm going to try and make some comparisons to that and yeah I think and that's that worthwhile. There are places where Gex failed but this game certainly succeeds like the textures in yeah. this game and a lot of places are way better in some places it's really easy to tell when the texture is tiled which is terrible yeah like it, when you're in the uh what is it called the ancient ruin is that is it just what it's called mystic ruin mystic ruins and you look down from tail's house you can just see like a square <laughs> pattern yeah on everything and it looks super gross but in a lot of places this game is more saturated and more detailed especially the dreamcast version uh, in case you've never played the dreamcast version or you've never played the gamecube version there are plenty of graphical differences yeah and it actually looks much better in the dreamcast version and i think if you play the pc you're basically playing the gamecube version right so well, if you play the, the pc thing. version it's actually it's a port of the gamecube version that is also graphically worse Literally, so it's just the, the worst version worse as time goes on. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, but so while we're while we're talking about Gex, uh, two things I think this game does better than Gex is uh, the Not level design. At you. The level design is better than Gex three. Okay, in my so opinion. I was going to say that the level design was much worse than the first Gex, and you say Gex 3, and I agree, because I just really didn't yeah. like that game, but for some reason, you gave it a thumbs up. So, I would, I would give, I would, I would say this game's level design is about on the level of Sonic 3's level design. Well, here's my problem with this game's level design specifically, and let's talk yeah. about Sonic levels before we get to the other two. Yeah, Sonic yeah, yeah. levels basically function the same as Sonic from previous entries, where you just get from point A to point B, and occasionally you can take detours. So, so just because we haven't established this yet uh this week we played through sonic tales and knuckles the story and next week we'll do the rest yeah and also we're going to be talking about generic gameplay elements whereas like in the next one we'll talk less about the overworld and more just about like yeah the, the characters and also the stuff like the child garden effect. but basically yeah. the problem i have with this game's gameplay especially when you go from the what they call the adventure field and the actual stages yeah. is that the adventure field does not give you a chance to play the game proper the way that like Gex does because Gex gives you this or even Mario 64 like both of them do this or Banjo-Kazooie or really any other 3D game they give you this environment that's going to be similar to what you're experiencing in a main level but there's less on like on the table there's less at stake mm -hmm. so you get to get really familiar with the controls in a safe environment before you go into the one with obstacles in this game you don't get to be fast in the adventure field, really? Like, there's oh, a lot of just going into tunnels. The tunnel, there's a tunnel in the Mystic Ruins that's like in the Angel Island side that really gives you time to run around. But obviously yeah. you don't get to access that very much, but I yeah. do enjoy running around. And for Sonic, it is worse. But when you're playing as a more uh, aerial mobile characters like Knuckles or Tails, I definitely think you get more because you get rewarded for exploring with those powers and finding some mm -hmm. hidden emblems, well, which are I was the main going collectible to, in this game. I was going to actually talk about the... I got almost all of the hidden emblems of Sonic. There were only two that I couldn't get as Tails and Knuckles, but that was because I was trying to abuse gameplay mechanics like there's this thing where if you spin I said the spin dash was broken if you spin dash up a slope and then jump it adds your like vertical momentum. your yeah it adds oh your vertical God. momentum from the jump to your vertical momentum from the spin dash but it doesn't stop the like normally when you hit the top of a slope your vertical momentum is all like readjusted to horizontal momentum but if you jump off of it while spin dashing it just adds the two and it doesn't stop it so you just shoot into the 
air super high, and I was able to get the ones that you have to fly your dash with, <laughs> with uh, tails. And okay, that's muggles. pretty good. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can fly and like hover, I guess. What, what are we, is it a hover? Uh, for glide. It's a glide. That's the word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can glide and fly with tails, but the problem with those is that this game is full of weird, pointless, invisible walls, like <laughs> all over the place. So much so that when you get into the jungle, there are these like it's a basically a maze, which is first of all the yeah. worst design, the I worst do possible hate, design. I do hate the jungle. Yeah. Like that's you're not gonna find any positivity from me about the jungle. It sucks. The jungle is stupid, but the highlight to the stupidity is that there is a river in the jungle, which most areas you can like walk to the side or like jump up and sometimes if you're tails you can even fly above the maze and actually climb on top of it which is kind of fun because again yeah. this is that like sonic classic exploitability by design which is great mm -hmm. i love that but when you get into the river it's all surrounded by this invisible tube so you can't climb out of the water and the water slows you down so you're just jumping up and down in this gross water hole that seems like you should be able to walk out of it it's super dumb and knuckles can't climb that environment yeah i think the invisible walls are the worst when you're knuckles because they make stuff that look like you should be able to at least climb them if not get over them and you just can't do that you just fall yeah he can't climb any of the invisible walls and he can't climb just some regular surfaces so i actually feel really awful as knuckle knuckles in the adventure field because you can't climb everything so i'm just not inclined to try and climb anything and it's not yeah. again like gex where gex Gex 2 and 3 have climbable walls uh, and they don't have them everywhere the same way that Gex used to be able to climb everywhere and Knuckles used to be able to climb everywhere. Now they can't. But what Gex did was it highlighted where you could climb very specifically so that you don't feel off-put when you jump against a wall and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. But what this game does is that it gives you plenty of walls that you feel like you should really be able to climb and you can't. Like, just flat walls, like flat, rocky environments that you should be able to climb aren't climbable. So it's, it's interesting because in theory, Knuckles in an open-world environment, like... Just being able to climb walls and glide seems like it should be like amazing and very fun to do. Yeah, it would, uh, should be ideal. But but because of this situation, it sort of it disincentivizes you from trying, and that is not fun. Yeah. Uh, I I will say walking around in the overworld is a lot more fun as Tails and as Sonic, and to a lesser extent Amy as well, just because you can just kind of like use your movement stuff without being hindered by the environment. Yeah, and you can just kind of play around. It still gives you a chance to play around and get used to the controls, like you said. Yeah. But I, I go ahead. I think Knuckles is. More, I found Knuckles a little more fun to use in the in the Mystic Ruins itself, like the jungle area where the the pyramid is. Oh. I like because I like climbing. On, I climb on the wall and just skip the jungle entirely, and then get his uh his yeah, yellow gloves, which you do are pointless, but it's cool. Well, yeah, but you can't. Like if you fall into the jungle, you can't get back out. Well, yeah. that's your fault, and I don't really no, care. I mean, no, I've had the, no, I've had the jungle fault. memorized. <laughs> I don't know. It's just see. That's okay. That's the, and the you biggest can climb thing the chimney of Big's house to get the emblem, and that's really. I, we need to make a huge point here that like you, Isaiah, and you, Charlie, have played this game through at least three times each, right? Probably more. Yeah. Probably more. Yeah. I played this game once through. I played it when I was a child. I played the GameCube version, and I liked it then. But I definitely got bored by the sixth story. So, and that's that's why that's part of why I made the distinction at the beginning to say I love this game not just as somebody who grew up at playing it. It, but as somebody who no, was putting what, myself, you know, like somebody who just I played want, the other games. What I want to tell you is that yeah. no matter how much you say that, you cannot divorce yourself from the fact that you just know how to work around oh, yeah. games nonsense. And I know, I know how 
to make this game, like, do the things that I need. And that's why, so, like, a lot of stuff that I'm like, I don't know what to do, well, actually, I do, because I remember, Yeah, you like, know. you probably didn't have to deal with, like, the stupid crap in the overworld, like, not right. knowing where things are, because you yeah. just remembered where they all were. <laughs> These the, are games the keys, that are hard. The wind key, in particular, like, when I was a kid, I remember being like, I don't know what to do with this. Obviously, I need to do something with it, but I have no idea where to go. Which is hilarious. And now I'm older, I'm like... Yeah, that, and it's... <laughs> that's the easiest one. The hard one, like, they show you where the ice one is at. Yeah. If you're skipping the cutscenes, which, like, I did because I just wanted to see what the game was like if you skipped cutscenes because I know that many people would. Yeah. And I'm like, I know cutscenes tell me where things are, but I wonder if the game is intuitively designed enough that you don't need the cutscenes. Yeah. It's not. It's it not is not. intuitively designed I enough. definitely remember the ice thing giving me the worst like challenge because like I think even as a kid I understood that in most games carrying items between loading zones wasn't a thing at all you and know it's not in this one either there's a lot of loading zones that you cannot carry items from and there are yeah. some items that like are programmed to not be like load zone carry throughable yeah and this one you have to you have yeah. to go like from the casino back alley to into the clear, train to be clear, there are specific segments in this game where you go from a stage that's just regular gameplay, get from point A to point B, to the overworld, and that usually there's a task that you have to complete before you get to the next stage. I think a lot of people have played Sonic Adventure, but I feel like it's still worth explaining. Yeah. And one well, of the tasks that, that you have to do a few different times in everyone's story is grab an item, a physical item in the environment, and then take that to a different place, sometimes in a completely different overworld. There are three different, like, big hub worlds that are between loading zones, and then each of those hub worlds have, like, slightly smaller rooms. And yeah. for the... Is it Sonic's fourth level, Ice Cat? Uh, yeah, I think I that think sounds so, right. Yeah. Okay, so Sonic's fourth level requires a key. I think his second one also requires a key. But to get that key, you have to take it from a place in the city to a place in the Mystic Ruins, which means you have to go through one regular loading zone, a second huge loading zone, which going through the train to get to the, the Mystic Ruins usually unloads any items you're holding, but for some reason it doesn't unload this one. So already you don't know that that's a thing you can do, and the game reinforces that it isn't. And then after yeah. you do that, those two things, you have to go through a third loading zone, which is getting into the cave, and to do that you both have to traverse these rocks, which while holding an item, you jump lower. So it really emphasizes the point that traversing these rocks is stupid and poorly designed because they're not yeah. flat on the top. They're these curved surfaces that Sonic just slides down if you don't nail the jump right. It's a bit cumbersome. And then you have to go up a wind funnel, which holding a rock and then going up the wind funnel wouldn't make sense because normally when you do that, Sonic flails around and spins like a ragdoll. So you yeah, have to and this do time he's just short. upright. You have to do nothing short of four tasks that should be impossible <laughs> to get to Sonic's ice stage, which is like the worst stage. No, it's not the worst stage. You know what's I, the worst stage? The Charlie, Eggman you know one. what's the worst stage. The Eggman one. It's Skydeck, right? Yeah, it's Skydeck. But like... Oh my god, you guys have forgotten about Casinoopolis? No, that stage is fine. Casinoopolis is, is fun. Like, I understand it's like worse when you're doing the, uh, the time mission, which, by the way, there's every level has three missions and you basically complete the other ones every time you play it a second time or whatever but anyway i don't mind casinopolis i know it takes a long time but i i like the experience of just being able to play pinball anyway that it's 
doesn't <laughs> Yeah, like, there's fun stuff to do. Also, it feels fun to get gratuitous rings in the sewer. The only problem with that level is that at the end, you lose all your rings. So if you like yeah. the Chow Garden at all, this stage is just a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, if well, you if you want a ring bonus, you have to go through it again. Well, and you'll likely have like, to do uh, it under... Oh, sorry, sorry. I was going to say that the Dreamcast version doesn't have the black market, so you don't have to worry about rings. So right. it's purely a life thing. Anyway, sorry. But that also just makes the whole game worse. Like True. Because the Chow Garden is less interesting without the black market, because now it's just a completely divorced game mechanic almost. That is true, but I do like the uh, landscape of... Um the Dreamcast version of the gardens. Although, as for Mystic Ruins, and especially the A Carrier Garden, it's very unintuitive because yeah. you know how the you know how in the I sorry, I shouldn't talk about this right now, because the that's a, that's for the next episode. Yeah, this should be our second episode thing, but Yeah, anyway. Well basically getting rings in this game has a purpose that we'll talk about a lot more later. But anyway, you lose all your rings at the end of the casino zone, which is bad. I think there's a glitch that you can do to clip through the wall and not have to lose the rings, but if you're doing that, you're probably not gonna be playing any part of the stage. <laughs> Yeah. So that really shouldn't um, be taken into account for game design. But yeah, basically that stage is bad because at the end you lose everything that you earned and then you just complete the thing anyway. But honestly, you're probably like, I don't know. It's if a you're cool playing, mechanic, I think. I well, I like it conceptually, but the problem is just that you get all those rings for no reason. It's it's an interesting mechanic, but I don't, for me, I don't feel like it's fun because, first of all, the, the pinball mechanic, the pinball uh, physics are not very good. Yeah, they're just objectively worse than Sonic Spinball, which is already not, like, the best game ever. Yeah. So the fact that they just made a worse version of Sonic Pinball is not impressive to me at all. You can't, like, control him in any way, which was the interesting part of Spinball. And also... There's, like... I, I'm so sorry. I just... I have to say, for the physics, there's, like, a different friction for horizontal movement than for vertical movement well, in the slow. pinball thing. It's slow. Like, no, like, you'll stop moving horizontally, yeah, like, that's how, over that's time. How real, that's how real pinball works. But it's, it's, it's completely different from real pinball, though. Like, well, you, you have that momentum. You mean in that it's, your horizontal momentum can go to zero as opposed to just, like, a slope? No, like, you, you'll just, like, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it, when your character, when Sonic is moving to the right while falling, he'll just stop moving to the right and only fall. Yeah, that's and it's, how... That's <laughs> it's not... To how... Look, it's not like a friggin', like... The way a pinball starts falling faster, he doesn't start falling faster, he starts moving left slowly, like, and then stop Wait, all the, mean, it's like, it's no, not what physics. No, what I'm telling you is that, like, in some pinball tables, they are sloped down, right? Like, all of yeah. them, actually, all of them are yeah, sloped yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you will go down, like, your vertical movement will adjust faster than your horizontal movement. Yeah. Not only that, I'm but there, no, 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 shut up. Okay, there are okay. some pinball tables that have that are textured so that there's more friction on the movement. Mm, okay. These physics are insane, and applying them to a pinball table is even more insane. So it, it just you, it you know the Sonic pinball table. You know sometimes you go through like a tube and then you like you're, in you're on these rails and then you just like items in the middle. I can never get the items in the middle. I don't know how to get past that. Well, it's, it's yeah. different entry points. It, it's still I, weird, I but like I can never no no matter which entry point it is, I can never get there. Well, that's the card one, right? No, no, no the this card is the Sonic one, is, one. Yeah. The card one the, gets you through an automatic tube, but that just gets you to uh, an extra honestly, card. Honestly, I just killed myself right away because I remembered how the stage works. Like, yeah, it's a lot easier <laughs> to just go to, through the dilapidated. 
decapitate away and get rings that way. So basically, yeah. this game has two. They're, 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 the stage has two mini games. They're both pinball. They're kind of both basically the same thing. It's just like different fun ways to get rings. Yeah. But yeah. it's much much faster to go to the sewer because in this stage, there's like a bottom half after you fail one of the missions yeah. or mini games, and you it's cannot if you get less than a hundred rings. Oh, I thought you just couldn't leave. I thought you always had to go to the sewer. No, only if you so get if you... less than a hundred rings that you go to the sewer. I've never not gotten less than a hundred rings because I always get bored with the <laughs> pinball table before that happens. Yeah. So I got I got like three. 300 rings with knights and then I got like 20 ring rings with the the sonic one and I was yeah. like oh this is this is just w either I care significantly less which is at least partially true also, or I'm just knights. way worse at this particular board so like um, I, it, it kind of weirds me out that you guys are calling it sonic and knights when it's like definitely cards and slots yeah, yeah it's cards but... and slots but the slots are sonic themed and the cards are knights themed right but you wouldn't like if you only played one of them you would have no idea what the hell knights is which is my case uh, when I was a kid I played this I did not know what Knights was, so I just played the, like, I played, is it cards that Sonic thing? No, no. slots. Okay. Whichever one you I played You wouldn't was... know it was Knights if you hadn't gone to it, though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. But you're saying you would just, are you saying you would just skip it because you didn't know it after you went there the first time? No, I'm saying that no human child would call it, like, Knights and Sonic. He thinks, like, you would think everything is Sonic okay, as a that's kid, fair. so we should yeah. call them slots and cards, because that's the big neon sign No, I think it says Knights above. somewhere above it, but anyway. No, it says... In, we're, in, we're talking about the slot machine a lot, but do you think we in should the move casino, on to a different part? In the casino, there are giant neon signs <laughs> that say I could be cards. misremembering things, and Jeez. the text on the card is really hard to read. But this isn't yeah. that important of a detail to be on for two minutes. The casino is an okay stage. <laughs> I, I think it's my least favorite stage. I like seeing That's... what's above it with Knuckles. So wait, you like Sky Deck more than the casino? I like Sky Deck a lot more. You're, I do you're not dumb. like Sky you're Deck that much. You're a dumb person. <laughs> Normally I would not say something so rude and dismissive, but you're insane if you think Honestly, Sky Deck is I'm not the pretty... most colossal heap of garbage in this entire fucking game. Honestly, I'm pretty sure at least 40% of why I like it, if not more than 40%, is just the music. Of Sky Deck? Yeah, the music in Sky yeah. Deck is the only, like, I other like than Open Your Heart and the character themes, the music in Sky Deck is the best part. I'm yeah. not the biggest fan of Sky Deck's music. I like the second part more than the first part, but, like, yeah. here's... I mean, it's hard to, it's really hard to compare the music for these games because there's so much and it's so good. Yeah. So so this music is very different from Sonic music before this point. Yeah, you uh, instruments. It's not. Yeah, well, first of all, well, it uses. That's not the problem. The problem is that it's not like composed like dance music where it's fast paced and interesting. Yeah, it's not. It's not poppy anymore. Now it's now it's rock, right? Well, that's it's also not. Of, it's not. It's rock. definitely not as rock as it is in the next later games. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like friggin' when you go into the adventure field, it's like oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, the music ruins the rock. <laughs> is not pop or rock. That's true. And um, when you listen like to it. like, it's, it's experimental. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so here's I'm the thing. No, 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 no. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Make my day. Make my day, Steven. That song is really cool and funny and super hilarious. It does not belong anywhere in a Sonic game. I so, so I, when I played this when I played this game I when I heard started hearing the, the whistling in the background yeah. it sounded so mystical and it reminded me of uh, Thomas and the Magic Railroad so that's why that song has like a, a really deep place in my heart. You know what, Charlie? I think I agree with you a lot. This song definitely belongs more in a show about talking trains with human faces plastered on them than it does in a Sonic the Hedgehog game. Listen, Thomas the Magic Railroad has very little to do with the original source material, so it's not so, really that great anyway. So we're talking about the Mystic Ruins. Adventure 
Adventure Field music, right? Yeah, that's the one. That's that song made me anxious as a kid. Yeah, because it's terrifying. Because it's it's just like here's voices You're like in an unknown area. I don't know it. Look, unknown area like the wonders of exploration, like the the ruins stage, uh, lost lost ruins, lost temple, lost temple. Um, like that music is oh, exciting. Oh, also a terrible stage. You know what? That might be worse than Sky Deck. No. Um, Which one? I is? don't know. Uh, the the um, stone thing with the flying snake. Lost. Oh, I do not. I don't know. Lost World is fine. I don't. Lost mind World. That, that was a lot. It. A lot of it is fine, but there are two segments that are just garbage. It's the so, water snake and which the, one? The like the dark hallway. The mirrors. Like the mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. here's something. Here's something I like about uh, Lost World. Like something. It's kind of small. I guess, but there's a bit uh, in between the snake and the mirrors, right? Where you're just on the edge of a cliff and you can see like a bunch of like trees Temples. in the distance oh, and it's trees. like you're outside. Yeah. It's <laughs> as if you're outside. But it's like there's literally an entire world under these ruins. I know. Like I thought it was it's noxious very cool. gas. <laughs> I, do I did understand not see that. trees. I definitely saw so trees. Creepy. There's I think I think Lost World has some of my favorite assets because yeah. like in the beginning yeah. you're just like to see this little fountain and there's these trees and I think I don't know if it's after the mirrors or it's, I think it's after the boulder you just like go into this little like lake with some some islands everything is just every, yeah. this is this is the main draw for Sonic Adventure besides gameplay is just seeing it's a whole world like there's a lot of world building there's a flavor I think was what Steven would call it yeah it's just I can't get enough and uh let me look real quick uh, okay sorry I'm gonna talk about another i'm gonna keep talking about aesthetics since i just got a really big thing i <laughs> jesus i'm sorry Charlie, are, you so, okay? are you losing it nah, no no okay he, so he's having a hard time he's got a really big thing i know i believe steven <laughs> i believe steven was saying earlier not not in the podcast but like in our chat that he just hates the character models and whatever and like the people i love the people like I oh, was the noticing. Dude, they're so endearing to me. I was beings, noticing that. So you know the you know the burger shop where you find. They are like one. They are one animation from T posing. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So you know you know the burger shop where you find one of the emblems. Oh yeah. my god, the dude outside the burger shop that you can pick up. Is that what we're about to talk about? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is more. This is much more subtle. Although that is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like there's like kids who tell you, did you know he's fake? And but. I did, there is I a there is a lady who 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 at first stands out there and talks about the burger shop guy, and then the burger shop guy is like, I feel like I'm being watched, and yeah. like every now and then she gets closer and whatever. <laughs> you just you get this little story. Yeah. And so what I'm learning like, today is that there are human beings, real flesh and blood people that hit the B button next to these NPCs to talk to them <laughs> in Sonic the Hedgehog. Honestly, like it's it's such a like I don't know like. It feels so weird that the game would be like, yes, the player is going to spend time doing this, so let's develop this. But if you do that, you actually get a lot out of it. Like, I love the newsstand girl, too. Just her being there, and then at, she's not there at night except when there's a train strike. And there's a train strike! There is a working <laughs> union asking for better pay in working conditions. And guys, it prevents you from going to the next area. You so, you guys... <laughs> 
if if you know in the the flashback sequences which we'll talk about in a bit there's a bit where like you're in the civilization and there's a bunch of friggin echidnas walking around uh yeah that's my first of all part of this game. most of the of ones that game. walk around if you talk to them they'll say i think therefore i am and that's all they say and it's yeah hilarious. the walking ones have like very short quotes but if you talk to the standstill ones they give you lore yeah i was gonna say that's the only part of the entire game where i talked to anybody and that is also my favorite part of this game is the flashback sequences where you get to see like the echidna society before it's destroyed especially playing as knuckles where you oh, get yeah. to see like knuckles what gets three scenes but everyone else gets one scene with uh, the flashback yeah oh yeah and with well, tails you can like explore the entire thing yeah in without, tails there's like, actually an upgrade in the in the flashback yeah you can't you can't progress until you get the upgrade and what's cool is that you can still you can still go to the shrine like you go through a door and it'll take you to the shrine area and yeah. you can see talk the about this guys it's the only part i like about this game <laughs> all right you took ahead, it from me you it. both took it all from me no you you please please say it steven <laughs> no nah, man there's nothing else there's nothing left. no i want you to be happy you guys steven. already talked about how cool it was no look there's I'm so much sorry that i love this go, game i'll just go back to hating it again <laughs> look look okay there's so many more th cool things to talk about uh, regarding it, no, and if I think you don't see that, that, then yeah. I'll have to talk about it. I think the only other thing that you guys haven't talked about yet is that the second, there are two parts of it. There's the Echidna, like, Mayan civilization, which is just, like, their colossal, like, temple, and then a bunch of buildings surrounding it, so it seems like their living space. But if you go through a little, like, hole in the wall at the back, it takes you to the, like, Master Emerald Shrine, which is a place you can actually go to in the game proper as pretty much everyone, right? Everyone can get to it at some point? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But Knuckles starts there, so you see, like, what has happened to... Also, that's the, that's one bad thing I want to acknowledge. Angel Island got turned into, like, a little <laughs> cup that got put to the side of human society. And that doesn't yeah. mean there's no explanation for that anywhere in Sonic at all. That the, 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 whole, the whole world of Sonic 3 got condensed into less yeah. than one play environment that got I have... slam-dunked onto the side of just the U.S., so, so I have some thoughts about that because the the Mayan temples that are the the Mystic Ruins themselves, right, uh, are the Echidna Ruins. So I kind of think the entire Mystic Ruins area is a part of Angel Island, uh, especially because you see the cutscene, the island falls into the water, but then when you look at the island that the shrine is on, it's still floating. Right. Uh, and so I think the entire Mystic Ruins is in the water, but that still doesn't explain how there's a train station there. It doesn't at all, and like at all. No, there, no. Yeah, it's no made part. out of wood. Like, like logistically, it doesn't make any sense. It like, has there's... been there forever. Yeah, and like it's it... it's really weird because it, it's it makes it sound like the ruins, like the the temple area, was there for. It feels like it's there for a while because you only have to take a minecart there, and it's not attached to the main island. Yeah, that no, there's yeah. clearly like and human interaction on it. Like, like it doesn't. There's a it doesn't research team going there. It's so cool. Ugh, Why is there a research team going there if it's been there forever? Though is my question. That's, that's a good question. Like, it has clearly both been there forever and been there for the last three days. Like, it's But terrible. it also, like, none it's, of the I NPCs... I think it has been there for a while because Big lives there too, so... None of the NPCs acknowledge an island falling from the sky. Not No, they the kind of acknowledge does, They do they, acknowledge it. No, there would be a tidal wave that would wipe out... What is the main city called? Central City? Uh, Station it's Square. Central, Station Square is apparently part of Central City. Okay. They never call so it Station, Central City, though. Station Square should have been absolutely eviscerated by this colossal landmass slamming and causing a tsunami. By a splash of water? Uh, spoilers for the ending to this game. Uh... Isaiah. Let's not Isaiah. Right now. 
That's it. That's it. It's a good. Okay, it's a good. I am saying that before any of that happened, this society should have been wiped out because there is no. Okay, if you're telling me that that little island is not Angel Island and the entire Mystic Ruins fell, that's like yeah. a subcontinent of so, forests slamming into the ocean <laughs> next to a city, like directly next to the city. The so train ride. Saw, the no, train it's ride a train is thirty ride seconds, Isaiah. The train the, ride is thirty seconds. We skip the thirty minutes that Sonic is waiting on the train. Okay. Not if you're playing the GameCube version. Then it's a 30-minute loading screen. <laughs> right before we move on, I wanted to say one more thing about the floating island. I really like the sequence where... I don't remember what part of Knuckles' story it is, but I think it's the part where, like, Takala's there and it's the second scene. But you're at the floating island segment where the Master Emerald is, and you can see all the Chaos Emeralds around it on pillars. And mm -hmm. that scene just looks really cool. It reminds yeah. me of Sonic 3 seeing everything like collected in an ancient way for the first time that really tells you that like these things are powerful and they are old yeah and that's really neat it also kind of reminds me of the ending of knuckles story where he just takes six of the emeralds to his shrine and what do you mean at the end of sonic adventure well the end of knuckles story in sonic adventure he takes the six emeralds because he kills because he takes down chaos six yeah. Well, yeah, what I was getting at, though, was that, like... Right, I know. That part during... Like, it can't remind you of the end, because it's during the Well, story. I know. It's also... It's a good juxtaposition to... You see, even, like, in the flashback sequences, you see, like, post-destruction of that same place, and you see it in the ruined state in the present. And so to see yeah. all of the emeralds there, and there's, like, a waterfall around the shrine, like, water is flowing freely... Wait, yeah, that proves that this can't possibly be the same island because the scenery is completely different. Also, also the water there, keep in mind the water is chaos. Yeah, like in some cutscenes, I don't think it's any of the ones we've seen yet, but you see like little, uh, uh, God, what do you call those little waves that happen? Uh, just, uh, ripples. Ripples. You see ripples in the water, and you, it's like he's communicating with Takal. Yeah, there's a yeah. bit where Takal talks to the shrine, and it, like, cuts to the water a little bit, and sort of, it, it's sort of implied that uh, Chaos is talking back to Takal to, to through that water. Yeah, he's like the uh, stage entry for Hazy Maze Cave. Yeah, hold up. <laughs> I'm yeah, not actually, that's pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Everyone slowly remembers the weirdest level in Super Mario 64. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the beginning of the music, and then I was thinking about the level entrance. Yeah, I'm talking about the level entrance. <laughs> is, so, that, is that not the weirdest level in Mario 64? Uh, yeah, it definitely it is. It is kind of strange. I think it's weird because Sonic, if you do these like in story order, because when I was a kid, I kind of took them bits and pieces in different yeah. order. And I think Sonic was the one I did last anyway. But Sonic yeah. is the one where you just see like Chaos Attack, although... I think I skipped the cutscene. Maybe I wasn't paying attention, but like sometimes I like to screw up the cutscenes by like doing a spin dash or something. But instead, <laughs> I, I like charge his light dash or whatever, yeah. and then I zoomed over like the. Can we just put in? Can we put in a voice clip of Sonic going ready? <laughs> so Sonic's like. He goes over like the space that triggers the cutscene, and I was like at the Master Emerald, and I was just touching fire. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not like actual fire. But then I went back to the loading space, but I don't remember the cutscene triggering. I remember how the cutscene goes, but it was really weird. And sometimes when you do that kind of thing, you'll like see a ray of light in the cutscene from the spin dash, and that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. And that's and that's because the cutscenes are all done in engine in the same room using the same models. 
Which is why you can also see, like, rings and, like, yeah. like level elements in the background sometimes. Which is really, really inelegant. But I can't help but find it at least a little bit endearing. My least favorite is that for every character, when they enter the sky deck, they have to, like, pause the game. And oh, they my just, God. So this must be the sky deck, huh? Oh, that's really bad. And the music restarts for that mini cutscene. Yeah. Like... Uh, Do you also like how Knuckles and Sonic use exactly almost the same, like, voice line when they hit each other in their fights? Because when you hit Knuckles, he goes, Oh, oh no. no. And, when <laughs> and when you hit Sonic, he goes, Oh no. That's true. Oh no. Oh no. Do you guys like the part where you fight Eggman in the Egg Walker at the end as Tails, and Eggman no, uh, goes, No. No, I don't. No, and Eggman goes, Get a load of this. Get a load of this. Get a load, Get of, a load this. of this. No. I love it. I'm actually, I think that that's my least favorite boss fight in the entire game because it just completely emphasizes the problem that every boss fight has. Yeah. Which is that none of these boss fights feel good. No part of this feels like you're hitting something. It all feels like you're just slapping a cloud into another cloud. I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I agree with most of the bosses. I think some of, some of them are really nice. I like Egg Viper in Chaos 6. Egg Viper is definitely the best one. Chaos 6 is the worst boss fight in the entire game every time you have to fight him for every character. I, I <laughs> hate that you have to... <laughs> you can win within a second with Big. Yeah, I, I hate that you have to fight Chaos 6 three times as three separate characters. I thought you had to fight him as everyone. You, you have to fight him as Sonic, Knuckles, and Big. Although, everyone except Tails fights a boss on that area. Wait, Fun Tails fact. doesn't... Oh, Tails doesn't fight Chaos 6 because he fights... The other worst part of the game. Yeah. Okay, that's right. So, so my problem with Chaos Six and really all of the Chaos boss fights is that, is that they're boring and awful. There's so much waiting. Yeah. Like it's just waiting, and then a lot of them it doesn't even make it clear when you're supposed to hit him. Yeah. Yeah, especially Chaos Two. Yeah, that fight is dumb. That fight is stupid. Yeah. I, I guess he does it after he like launches his fist at you. Although, I keep saying also. It, when I was doing Chaos Zero, you know, like before, you like you like destroy him. He like does like a jump on the poles and stretch his arm out. For me, yeah, he sure, jumped yeah. on the pole and then jumped down. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> He's like, I'm up here and now I'm not, and I'm dead. He's like, look at how well I'm programmed. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I like the concept of chaos, though. I really like the concept of chaos. Just absorbing emeralds and getting more powerful. You don't get to see Chaos 3 or 5 in this game, and you don't fight Chaos 1, though. I like the whole, he looks like Chaos, but, oh, look, I have, like, steroids in my one arm. <laughs> well, the cool, I think my favorite part about this is that it implies that the Chaos Emeralds were designed and not just, like, random magic things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the way, the way that, like, Sonic and everyone else use them, they seem, like, almost, like, just batteries, but he appears to use them as if they were like programmed or configured yeah. somehow. They're almost they're they're almost genuinely a part of his body because he gets his body back when he collects them. Yeah. The lore that it's written in text and not in really the game itself is that Chaos was a chow that was mutated by the Chaos Emeralds. Yeah. And so he has a, a more special connection, he just becomes the guardian of it, I guess. And like it could precede the T-Call even. It, it becomes more evident that that's the case when you play Sonic. I don't know if you can, can you get Chaos Chow in Adventure? I don't think I so. I think you, I don't know if you can even in DX because they have different animals and the whole thing about yeah. Chaos Chow is you have to give them every animal. Yeah. But you can't put them in the game, like through Chow transporters. Yeah, to, just to be brief on it, in Sonic 2, Sonic Adventure 2 rather, not, not like the Tails one. In Sonic <laughs> Adventure 2, 
you can get something in the Chow Garden called a Chaos Chow, and yeah. it just looks like the character Chaos. So that that lore makes sense yeah. even in yeah. like gameplay. But it but it is cool that the Chaos Emeralds have more of a purpose than to just be a source of energy. Like they matter a lot. Yeah, that's what I like about the 3D games. Yeah. It also makes them each matter more on their own rather than as a unit of seven. Like each one makes them more powerful, which is cool. Yeah. Shadow does that too in the second game, but yeah. Well, the other thing is, this is when they when the Chaos Emeralds become standardized. Like their appearance have changed, and the amount of them even has been inconsistent up until this point. And now, now this is the way that they look, which yeah, I like they have a lot. Consistent colors, mostly consistent shapes, and <laughs> well, I guess the one drawback, at least until we get to Sonic Heroes, is that they're just kind of a, they're just kind of story pieces, and you yeah. don't necessarily yeah. collect them in a special stage. They're part of the plot, but honestly, I kind of like that. Just like seeing, I can figure out where the emeralds are. Like, I kind of hate it. I just like seeing the stories like piece together on how things because they all give a different perspective. Because Knuckles, because he's like a descendant of this tribe, he gets more cutscenes go with the past. Yeah. And you see chaos arise basically from the emerald when the egg carry shoots it at the beginning, and then you see the little orb, the hint orb. Which, I mean, I guess spoilers later, you figure out that's to call, but it had the same voice actor. It's, it's yeah, pretty no, it, evident. It's pretty yeah. clear. Yeah. Once you see the first to call scene, it makes sense. Yeah. I do really like the way this game tries to tell a non chronological narrative. And not just in regards to you have six characters that you see their perspective, but also, like, literally the flashback sequences are told out of order, regardless of what order you play the characters in. Yeah. Yeah, it's on purpose. And, and so I love the way, like, you get pieces of a story, and you can figure out pretty quickly what happens, but in order to get the full story, you have to go all the way to the end of the game. And I, I really like the way it comes together. Yeah, it's also not complicated, but in a good way. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be complicated for where Sonic is at right now. We're, like, we're yeah. not ready for, like, a Sonic visual novel plus. Like. Yeah. Yeah, and like every every piece of the story is exactly like easy to understand when you're playing as the character that that part of the story matters the most for. My biggest problem is the character, like the continuity, doesn't make oh, even no. the slightest bit of sense because Sonic approaches Knuckles standing still while simultaneously Knuckles approaches Sonic standing still while Tails approaches Knuckles standing still while Knuckles approaches Knuckles standing still while Tails approaches Sonic approaching Tails well, while approaching Knuckles. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Still. There's stuff where, like... <laughs> there, during... there, okay, hold on, hold on. I want to explain very specifically <laughs> what I just said. So there's a boss fight that happens, like, three times yeah. in all three character stories where you fight Knuckles, except when you're playing as Knuckles, you fight Sonic. But Sonic and Tails both fight Knuckles at the same point in their stories, like, while they're going simultaneously. Yeah. But in Tails' story, it's Tails fighting him, because obviously it is. Whereas yeah. in Sonic's story, it's Sonic fighting him. And in Knuckles' yeah. story, Knuckles fights Sonic. But the thing is... The character that you're fighting is always standing still next to this lake. But sometimes that's Knuckles, and sometimes it's Sonic. Yeah. And it's never Tails, even though Tails is shown to be there at the same time. So continuity-wise, it doesn't make any sense that it happens the way it The does. problem with Tails' story is that he kind of just does whatever Sonic does until, like, yeah. until, like, somewhere in the middle and then the end. Pretty much the end. And he, like, takes some lines. Also, I kind of like that the, the cutscenes have different dialogue, so it's never the same, so you get a little bit something else for it. I mean, it's not right. that significant, but it's nice. I like it. The problem is that when it's different and it doesn't make any sense, like, yeah. Tails' dialogue with Knuckles doesn't exist in Sonic's story. So right. it'll make it'll make the least sense with Amy and Gamma, we'll see, because... <laughs> 
because they're like because gamma gamma is like an amazing story that's done pretty poorly he also fights what four different people yeah does he, does he fight big uh, he does not fight big okay so he fights three people he fights sonic knuckles and tails yeah right? uh, Wait, are, you talking, so. are you talking about knuckles no, no gamma, gamma. Oh, yeah, Gamma. so like, Knuckles fights Knuckles. Which which we'll get to next week. You know, Gamma it's, only it's fights Knuckles Sonic. Knuckles. Gamma fights no, Sonic. Gamma fights Sonic, but everyone else fights Gamma. Yeah. Well, Sonic and Tails do. Oh, I thought Knuckles did too. No, Knuckles, the only time Knuckles sees Gamma is in like a place where, story-wise, it doesn't even make sense when you play a story. But it's just so he <laughs> it's It's literally just so Knuckles can get on the egg character. The, the continuity is extremely weird. It's terrible. And I think I think the the funniest instant of that is when you play through cuz I played through Tails' story immediately after Sonic's, which is like not fun because the story is identical until the second half, but also there's a lot of stuff where Tails just does stuff that Sonic actually does. Like Tails is just replaced like, Tails' story is definitely Tails being like a weird, dumb child daydreaming that he saved the day. Yeah. Even yeah. to the point where he saves the girlfriend at the end. Like, yeah. Like, his thing is that he, like, takes the girl that, like, Sonic. Well, he does do that. Right! But he definitely doesn't do that in canon. Like, there's no way that's what actually happened. Well, no, I mean, like, he takes him off the egg. He takes her off the egg carry. That's definitely. It's just that she doesn't save her from Gamma or whatever. Right. So when Tails is fighting Gamma. Like, in all other, like, Amy, Gamma, and Sonic's story, like, Sonic is running at Gamma, and Amy goes, stop, Sonic. But when you're playing as Tails, Amy's like, Tails, stop. And I'm like, this didn't happen. Game theory, is Tails the first self-insert? This is, Tails is an unreliable narrator in this story. Tails is the most unreliable narrator. I would also like to ask, does Amy qualify as a damsel in distress in this game? Uh, uh not yes. really. When you play her story, it makes a bit more sense. Right, but again... Is she an unreliable narrator in her story? So so her entire story is her running away, so she is in distress whether or not she's captured, and then she's captured. But she's trying to protect an animal. That's true, that's true. So is the animal in distress, or is she? Because she can just drop the animal at any point. No, you're right, you're right, because Zero isn't chasing her, he, it's chasing the animal, and right. the animal is being protected by her. So... I guess you're right. I would say if, if we're talking about the messages that Damsel in Distress, like, sends... Like the problems are still there. Yeah, the problems are still there, but on a on a very technical level, it, it ascends sort of that trope in a, in yeah. a certain way. She's also, like... We're not at her story yeah. yet, so I guess it's weird to talk about this. But, like, <laughs> she's shown to be capable even in other people's story. Like, she doesn't get caught. Yeah. But she's also shown to be chasing Sonic the whole time in a way that doesn't just seem, like purposeful i mean i think i think the purpose of that was to like sort of write in different perspectives like you interpret that scene differently as sonic than you do as amy and i yeah. that was the purpose whether or not they yeah. really succeeded it's just worse with tails i guess we'll get to that more when we get to amy so from this perspective it definitely seems like amy is a damn good distress yeah but maybe from her perspective it'll be different yeah to be clear i don't know if you guys have played them yet but i actually have not played the second three stories that we'll be talking about during our next recording i also have not i mean not yet but i played them in before. true isaiah right. fashion i am not prepared until the last minute <laughs> <laughs> so so we're actually kind of having like candid responses more or less yeah so so my opinion of this game is that it's clumsy in execution but incredible in concept I, I'd agree. Like, the yeah. cutscenes are amazing. They're also very bad. 
Like, <laughs> this is the first Sonic game to have cutscenes. Like, they... Some, and of the, some of them are super cool. Some of the CG ones are awesome. Yeah. And and there's actual... There's cinematography. There's camera work involved in these cutscenes. Like, they do low angles and high angles. In the CG ones. No, 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 no. In So, the the right after Sonic fights Chaos, right? There's this, this great bit where, like... Chaos goes into the... Chaos Zero, right? At the beginning of the game. Chaos goes into a grate, and Sonic's like, alright, something something big drip. He that, shouts, you big drip. Yeah, you big drip, right? Isn't that a slur in the UK? Uh, dude, I don't want to know. <laughs> but so... Charlie, we can't get political in so the <laughs> So then there's... There's this, like, low-angle shot. The camera pans back and down to reveal Eggman's perspective, and Eggman's, like... You know nothing. That's Chaos, the god of destruction. And then there's a high angle on Eggman. That line, by the way, is as out of place as possible. <laughs> you know what's more out of place? But, but the the bit is, the camera work here is, Sonic has no idea what he's dealing with, and this is Dog, how powerful... a slug just fell into the sewer and then was called the god of destruction it's... in a Sonic the Hedgehog game. Look... You can, just... you can say it's terrible, but I love it's it. It's not terrible, it's just out of place. I like it so much. I was so impressed by it. Can you agree with me that after the, like, well, how many years of Sonic we've had? Seven? So, so keep in mind, I mean, like... No, 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 wait, 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 wait. It's been seven years of Sonic, though, right? Something like that? Hashtag seven years of Sonic. <laughs> seven years in hand. Sonic 1 release date. I should have memorized at this point. 91 to 98. Seven years, yeah. I nailed it. How did I nail it? What's even more out of place is that Eggman is just standing on a random roof. <laughs> yeah! In a rainstorm. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, a little it's bit. It's as out of place as possible. There's no reason Eggman should be there. There's no reason for him to be watching that. He's got way bigger shit to deal with. There's no reason for chaos to be there. Like, the idea that Eggman controls chaos at any stage of this game is kind of confusing, but we'll get to that later. There's no reason for Sonic to be there, right? Like, he doesn't, it's not explained why he's there, right? Sonic in the human world is confounding. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, no, I didn't mean that. I wasn't talking about that. I just meant in that place. But no, you're right. Also, Sonic being with humans is weird. That's already out of place. So there's a good, there's amazing at the beginning of Sonic's story, he's like jumping from building to building. And then like, he stops and he sees like police like cars like run through a street drive through a seat and he goes oh yeah this is happening <laughs> it's so out of place it's so like what a weird response to the things that you're seeing so there's no reason for Sonic to be there there's no reason for Eggman to be there there doesn't seem to be a reason for Chaos to be there like how did the god of destruction get cornered by the police <laughs> The police is I like the bullets falling out of him, by the way. I, I do really like that sequence, yeah. Like, Sonic roasts the police... Like, not Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, he too, but... Like, <laughs> the series Sonic roasts the police so much from this point onward that it's silly for me to believe the chaos got cornered by them. Especially when he could have gone down that drain at any stage. That's true. He could have just friggin' left. Well, you know what? I think, I think Eggman and Chaos are searching for a Chaos Emerald in the city. Right, but why is Chaos working with Eggman? Like, does Eggman just like the silver-tongued devil of the Sonic universe where he can just convince anyone that isn't blue what he wants? So, I mean, we'll, <laughs> we, we sort of get into Chaos's motivations later. He's like a pet, really, at this point. My take is that Eggman freed Chaos under the impression that Chaos 
would work for him, and chaos Why works for him. Why is the god of destruction listening to a random fat man? He's not actually the god of destruction. It's just, go it's just going by, um... Isaiah, I'm telling you things that I ha I know about from the first three stories. That's what this is. That's true. It's basically like a pet. Like, it, it, it's expecting food, and he gives him food. Yeah. Yeah, also, like, all of the stuff you guys are explaining, right? Yeah. Everything you guys are explaining, not information given to you in the first 20 seconds of this game. That's true. I'm talking about how out of place this scene is for the Sonic franchise. So are you, are you like, mad that we know that Eggman has the God of Destruction under his belt, and we don't know how he convinced the God to be on his team? It's just as the stone tablets predicted. <laughs> it's just as the stone tablets predicted. That's actually the most in-place part of this. Yeah. <laughs> What I'm mad about, and not even mad, just like I think it's silly, is that the opening to this game hits you so, like, this game, if you play all the Sonic, like, up until now, and you were, like, 15 at this game, yeah, you would, like, see this, and you'd probably be done, or definitely you'd be like, oh, I'm on a ride. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, the, that's the problem, though. That's the problem, because we, these are the games that we grew up with. We didn't grow up with the classic games as much. Right, like, this doesn't seem out of place to us, because we played Sonic Adventure. We're, we're so desensitized to it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, think about this in the context of Sonic 1, 2, and 3, and then this one. Yeah. Like, this has no place in Sonic. The, the weirdest thing for me is really the Sonic's in the human world. Right, but that juxtaposed to Eggman controlling the god of destruction is also fucking weird! Okay, can we just talk about how Eggman's voice actor is the best? I love Dean Bristow. I wish he didn't die. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's the reason why we're stuck with terrible voice actors. Like, this, Eggman's voice actor is the only good one. There's, there's a line, he says it three times in three different stories, and I love it every single time. He goes, like, Behold my masterpiece, the Egg Carrier. But he doesn't say Egg Carrier, he says Egg Carrier! And I love it so much. Yeah, he's also the only one that, like, seems to have had voice direction. So here's the problem. The thing isn't that these voice actors are bad, it's that this game's voice lines were recorded in, like, a work camp or something? Like, they didn't give the voice actors, like, real directions. They only handed them, like, flat lines to read. That's why when you hear Tails say things, yeah. it sounds like he's saying them an hour apart and they're cutting out the blank hour because they are. Yeah, well, so especially at the end when he has this character development moment, it feels so hollow because of the delivery of the lines. And he's like, wow, I did it. Yeah, like I did it all by myself. <laughs> was it... <laughs> was it was it this game or was it Sonic Adventure 2 where they handed the voice actors their lines in alphabetical order? That I think is that can be either. Honestly, I think like the voice acting is problematic for both of these games, yeah. but like I think that it's just like it's the same issue all the way through. I'm gonna try and look into that for next episode so that I don't give misinformation. But like But I believe either way, the lines sound like they were recorded out of order, there were multiple takes and like It definitely in, in Tales of Story, it is clear that those two lines that were recorded were not recorded at the same time. Well, you know what I think is funny? Yeah. I think probably the two worst people ended up getting replaced anyway for Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. Although, Tails, the person who voices Tails in this game, uh, their brother voices him in Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> That's gotta be like a serious, like... <laughs> is it an older brother or a little brother? I think it's the younger brother that voiced in Sonic Adventure 2. Let me, I was just there. Let me look at that real quick. Yes, younger brother. Okay. So I need to talk about this bit that's not really entirely related to the game. It's just that when I saw this, it messed me up, okay? I have a screenshot of this. 
towards the beginning of Sonic's story, like maybe halfway through, you can talk to a boy in the train station. I think this is before, no, this is before Casinopolis because this is in front of the door to Casinopolis, but it's closed. You could talk to this boy and he goes, is it true you saved the entire world? <laughs> and I'm like, hold on a second. Uh, is it true he saved? Because this is Sonic Adventure 1. The most he ever saved was like Angel Island a couple of years ago. Like, yeah, yeah man, it's almost like this game doesn't make any sense at all, dude. If that line of dialogue was after the main game, yeah, he might have saved the world from perfect chaos, but he didn't save the city because it got destroyed, so the kid's not there. What if this kid is an oracle prodigy? That kid is like, you're going to save the world. This, this no, kid no, actually... he thinks it already happened because he doesn't understand his own powers. He's oh, yeah. without time. This child is without time. I'm so messed up by this line. Because I was like, I, I, I want to find more lore by reading like this stuff. And there's a kid who's like, I'm Mr. Know-It-All. Did you know if you hold a jump button, you jump higher? I'm like, wow, what a smart kid. Isn't that also the kid that tells you, sometimes the camera might freak out. Don't worry, oh it my does God. that. Yes, he's literally a kid that tells you our camera system is a little broken. <laughs> Dude, I, I hate that I was, I, I hit the, what was it, I think it's the Y button, the top button anyway. I yeah. hit it instinctually, expecting to get a first person view because of guess, <laughs> but I didn't get that. Incredible. In, in the GameCube version, you can use the C stick to, do, to, to get that. Yeah. Can you? I couldn't remember if that was actually true, but yeah. yeah it's this, not in the PC version, though, is it? Dude, I have no idea. I, all I know is that the Dreamcast does not have a right analog stick. <laughs> I will say that my experience with this game is definitely worse because of the PC version, but I do not think that that, like, negates the fact that this game is kind of a steaming heap of garbage with a bunch of cool stuff in the garbage. It's, it's so, it's such pretty garbage. Like, it's fun garbage. So get your scuba gear and get ready for dumpster diving. Basically, like... Is it true? I'm looking at the screenshot because I saved this screenshot. I can't believe it. Is it true you saved the entire world? When? When did Sonic save the entire world? I'm mad. I'm angry about it. I don't know how to reconcile this. Before we wrap up, we're not going to do thumbs up, thumbs down yet. But before we wrap up, I want to just quickly give you, like, the rundown on each character's gameplay. Like we said, Sonic's gameplay is basically the same, just in a 3D environment. Tails' gameplay is A to B, just like Sonic's. Like, it's a, just you have to get from point A to point B. But he races Sonic, and he can fly, so you can kind of, like, break the levels more. And they actually give you these little speed-up, like, hoops that if you fly through his tails, they shoot you to where you're supposed to be. So tails levels can be kind of fun to speedrun. I really like uh, his speed highly where he races Eggman, and Eggman kind of functions the same way as Tails, where he can skip because he's in an egg mobile. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the last level, it's like the last main level besides the boss as Tails. So that's really cool that at the end you're racing Eggman instead of Sonic because it kind of lets Tails feel like he's growing up. Mm -hmm. And then Knuckles levels have the most unique gameplay out of the six. It's the least polished of the three so far, but it presents yeah. the most interesting ideas. The thing is that Knuckles has to find three things in each level, and I say things because in the next game it's different, but in this game it's just emeralds. But you have to find three things, and you have a little locator that basically when you're close to them it tells you where they're at, and I like that. I think it functions well enough. I think the range that you get them at is big enough that it doesn't feel bad. Yeah. But the problem is that, like, you have to find three things in everyone else's levels for the most part. Yeah. Casinopolis is the one that's most his level. Yeah, you're in these, like, somewhat linear levels 
trying to find three random points, so Knuckles levels are kind of like point A to point B to point C to point D. Yeah. In a way that can be really cool, and I think in the next game it is, but in this game there's only a couple levels that feel open, which is the Red Canyon, is that what it's called? Red Mountain. Red Mountain and the casino level. The, these environments, they kind of adjust for Knuckles, so you have like... In the casino one, you have this big open circular room that has a couple little smaller rooms that you have to find, and they're like secret areas that are kind of fun to explore, especially since this is a level that lets Knuckles have as much verticality as he wants, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. And then Red Mountain does the same thing, where you've got a bunch of these pillars that you can jump from, and you can climb on them as well, so you really get to experience Knuckles' gameplay that way. But the, the places that they hide them in feel kind of random. Like, the only way you can get hints is by hitting the same red orbs that float in the overworld. Those are in Knuckles stages. Yeah, and they go in the direction, so it can be a little, I don't want to say jarring, but, like, it can catch you off guard if you don't, like, expect it to move. And there's a mission where you can't hit, the, where you can't hit them in order to get the emblem for it. I just kind of like exploring it all the way by myself. Tikal goes this way and then clips through a wall, and I'm like, oh, very helpful. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still helpful. In it Lost is. World, so there's like this one place where you fall through a hole to get another area. I was in that top area, I dug up an emerald, and then I went down the hole and I picked up the last emerald and I beat the game. <laughs> See, I, so I was in the, I know exactly what area you were talking about. I was in the top area. Uh, and the emerald was nearby, and I was like, okay, let me see if I jump in the hole, right? And I saw that I was getting farther away, and I was like, yeah. oh, let me climb back up. You cannot climb up that hole. Yup, it's that classic Knuckles gameplay. <laughs> Digging is very unintuitive in this game. They fix it in the next one. Yeah. Because you have to hold B and then hit A to dig. It's actually incredible how much Knuckles gameplay was improved so drastically from Sonic Adventure to Sonic Adventure Speaking 2. of improvement, Sonic has to do the light speed dash, or the yeah, light speed <laughs> dash. You have to charge up your spin dash to get there. Ready! And you can get an upgrade that makes it slightly faster, but it really makes Very it Very slightly faster. It honestly doesn't feel like it's even worth it. So yeah, I, I'd like to say that just as far as we've gotten, these three gameplays, they're fun enough, but I don't think that they're refined at all, really. And I think that, like, I don't think they found a way to make the Sonic style of 2D gameplay feel good in 3D yet. Like, I don't think that these levels feel good. They feel passable. Like, you can beat them. Yeah. And I also don't like how this game has a lot of closed environments, because honestly, the thing I like about Sonic games so much was that you always felt the depth when you were running around. Like in Mario games, you see mountains in the background, but they kind of feel just like they're plastered on the wall. Whereas in Sonic, it feels like if you're running through a cavern, it feels like the cave goes on forever. And if you're running through like an industrial like factory or something, it feels like there's tons and tons of machinery behind you. And if you're running through like the sky, it feels like you can see the sky in the background, like in Sky Sanctuary. You can see like the clouds for miles and miles underneath you, and that feels really cool. And this game takes that away because it just puts you in boxes a lot. Windy Valley is when that's like the most real. Yeah, and even the beach level, the first level they start you on I think is a great way to start the game because yeah. it has that sequence with the killer whale that like chases behind you. Oh yeah. The sequence where you're in the like on top of the uh, light towers and stuff. I really like that level. Uh, I like it aesthetically. I hated <laughs> the gameplay. <last. laughs> well, I love I love how Windy Valley has a bit where you get stuck in a tornado and you actually climb out of the tornado, uh, and then immediately after that you're so high in the air that like there's nothing but skybox basically, and so yeah. now you're just running back down and it's this like feel good just run through there's no real obstacles and it's just, it's just fun to run around 
Yeah, th like theoretically a lot of these set pieces are really cool, but I think a part of the problem is that we haven't made 3D games look good enough yet that the backgrounds are as breathtaking as they were before. Yeah, I feel that. And there's also this problem where this game, like, wants you to hold forward the whole time, but it yeah. doesn't, like, ask you to sometimes in a weird way. So, like, in Sonic 1, 2, and 3, it's really easy to just push to the right and go forward even in segments that feel kind of scripted. Yeah. And when it's completely scripted, like when you're in a tube, you don't have to hold anything. So that when you pop out of the tube, you know that you're not going to run into the wall by accident. Yeah. In this game, if, like, so there's this part in Windy Valley where you get not pulled up into a tornado, but there are these, like, paths that are invisible that are supposed to be made out of wind. And yeah. Sonic runs across them through the air. Which is really cool theoretically, but it looks gross because the camera angle flies around. And they're just invisible floors, so it kind of looks like Sonic's model is just being like whipped around and you're far away enough from him that it doesn't even look like he's running it just looks like he's being pulled by unseen forces but what i found out this time which i never this never happened to me as a kid but if you don't hold the control stick forward during that you will stop in midair and then drop out of the sky yeah as well as if you jump you will fall out of the sky why is it designed like that why is it not just automatic so the other thing is there's a lot of times where you gotta hold forward but the camera changes so forward is no longer forward yeah yeah. There's also, if you're going in a loop, which I think there are only loops in the first level, right? There, there are, are there are a couple loops. So there's, maybe there are only loops in the first level. There definitely are loops in the first level. But if you don't hold forward during the loops, you fall from the top of them. But you don't get, like, put back on the track of the loop. Yeah. So if you push forward again, you just clip through the bottom and fall through the, like, kill plane. <laughs> yeah. Like, it should not be programmed like that. Like, just move him forward if you're going to move him forward for me, please. So, the homing attack, right? Uh, that's new to this game, and... Sort of. It's pretty self-evident why it was added, you know? Yeah. Because this is Sonic's first 3D game, and actually hitting enemies turns out to be exponentially harder in three dimensions than it is in two dimensions. It's easier if you're standing still, but the reason the homing attack exists is because they want you to be moving forward for most of this game, and yeah. it's hard to adjust your trajectory like that. But it's really easy if they give you the homing attack, because it lets you like move forward quickly, and then quickly adjust your like trajectory towards the enemy. But yeah. it also, immediately after hitting that enemy, you can do it again to shoot yourself back onto the path, which is nice. Yeah, so, so we ran into this issue a little bit in Sonic 3D Blast, where sometimes hitting an enemy was hard. <laughs> like, yeah. just because... It's not it's not 2D, so there's more planes to deal with. And I think I think what's amazing about the homing attack is the homing attack is for 3D what the spin dash is for 2D. You know, it's both movement and combat at the same time. Like it solves multiple yeah. problems. It's also like definitely the spin dash in the way that like maybe it wasn't implemented as a fun new mechanic and it was instead implemented as a solution that turned into a fun new mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Like I definitely think, you know, Sonic Jam like felt like it was almost Sonic Adventure but it was missing the homing attack and yeah. I have to imagine people who made Sonic Jam took it and were like okay we have a problem here how do we solve this problem and yeah. the homing attack is that is that solution but what's also great about the homing attack is that you can just go to almost full speed by using it like it is the new spin dash like it doesn't give you it doesn't get you as fast as the spin dash does but it gets you there more quickly right which is why you can still spin dash in this game well actually it doesn't get you there more quickly the, the like hold time for getting the spin dash will still make you move a lot faster and save you more time than doing the homing attack okay yeah the spin dash is super important for speed in this game if you're trying to beat it quickly which there's no reason to actually yeah. which is i think the biggest problem with this game but 
but I find that a lot of times I'll be like, oh, I'm standing still. Well, I'm gonna use a homing, use a homing attack so that I don't have to spend the time accelerating. Yeah, it's also a more controllable speed. Yeah. It's it's also amazing for repositioning your, your jumps as well. While we're talking about attacks, I guess we can talk about other things that are introduced, like Knuckles has punches, like he could do a little punch combo, yeah. which you don't use it that much. It's it's mostly useless, I kind of feel. Right. It's good for finding emeralds and enemies. That's true. Tails has a tail attack, which is a bit more useful, and then you get, like, we talk about the rhythm badge. That makes you just spin infinitely, and I love doing that. That's just fun to do. Like, it's just fun yeah. to hold B and, and run in a circle at a high speed. It does suck that he just doesn't have, like, as good of an air attack because of his flight compared yeah. to Knuckles yeah. gliding and Sonic's. Uh, homing attack, but that's Yeah, whatever. hitting B in the air, like hitting the attack button in the air just makes everyone drop out of the sky. It's terrible. It yeah. feels awful. There's no reason to do it, because now it means you can take damage. It stops your momentum, weirdly, and, like, you just can't do anything until you land. Yeah, I don't know why there's a button for that. I like how, like, for Amy, it's basically the opposite. <laughs> Amy is the exception. That hasn't happened. That's spoilers. Still, still. Anyway, also, small touch... Uh, Sonic can't spin roll, but Knuckles and Tails can. Yep, it's really weird. <laughs> anyway, I, I think, I guess we're ready to close it out then, right? Or Yeah, I think we'll explain more about some of the stuff during the next episode. But yeah. yeah, that's more or less like the meat and potatoes of this game. I, look, I really like it. And, and again, not just as somebody who played it as a kid, like, as somebody who... Totally as someone who played as a kid. Well, yes, as somebody who played it as a kid, but also as somebody who played every Sonic game before this... And then I'm like, this is what Sonic games can be now. Like, this is incredible. I'm so blown away by it. I can't get over yeah, this it. Is a, this is a great tech demo that lasts for 20 hours. Look, it's not elegant. It's very inelegant. I do want to ask you one thing before we close out. Yeah. Instead of thumbs up, thumbs down. Like, so if you take the best parts of Gex 2 and Gex 3 and, like, tried to pretend that they were one game that, like, solved all its problems, do you think it would be better or worse than this game? Than this game as is? Yeah, and I ignore plot, because, like, yeah. I think that we could take plot into account, but I think they're actually pretty close to the same, because Gex's plot actually honestly makes more sense, but Sonic's plot is way more interesting. Sonic's plot is, an, is another example of extremely inelegant and clumsy execution, but really good and ambitious conceptually. I think it's so clumsy that we can't acknowledge it, because you, Charlie, and I have been reading about this plot for, like, <laughs> years. I, yeah, that's, that's true. Like... It's very much, like, as a kid, it was, I, you really imagine a better version of the plot. Like, you just take the cutscenes and you remember them, and then you, like, twist them into something that's much better than how they actually are. I feel like you actually untwist them. Like, you take what, what Sega did to a poor paperclip and you turn it back into a paperclip. And, and we'll get to it with Gamma, right? But, like, right. Gamma is the best plot that is the worst done. But yeah, which do you think is, like, a better transition to 3D, Sonic or Death? Yeah, I think Gex is a better transition to 3D. Gex almost feels like he was made for 3D. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I feel like Gex works really, really well in 3D, and I think that they handle camera angles definitely better than this game did. <laughs> yeah. I will say that Sonic has a the Sonic Adventure has a lot more like, well, now that you're in this section, this is what the camera angle is. It's a lot more curated camera angles, and when it's not curated, it really doesn't work. And sometimes when it's curated, it doesn't work either. There's like camera pans, yeah, but yeah. like, what I'm saying is when you don't have that camera by the throat, it just is gone. Yeah, it's it's rough. And that's that's part of that is a natural consequence of 
not having a camera stick, like having to use yeah. L and R to rotate the camera, like around one axis, and that's all you can do. Yeah, you also can't look up or down. That really hurts the like feel of this game's aesthetics. Oh yeah, especially because there's so much to see, and that was a major problem Gex Three had. Was yeah. there's a lot to see and you just can't see it. Right, but the first Gex I think gives you a really good option for like looking around. And it does have the fog, but like I don't know. I think it's a good trade-off for being able to look around. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do like I don't know. There's definitely things to like about this game. Oh, for sure. But uh, we'll be back next time with the second set of stories, the uh, weird characters that we never see again. <laughs> yeah. In a, play a playable capacity, anyway. Oh, you wish. Oh, I guess there's heroes. I, yeah. Bye, I guess. Uh, plugs? Do we have time for plugs? Yeah, why not? Who cares? Uh, you can email us. Bye. Alright, bye. Follow me on Twitter. At DrawsCharlie. At Isaiah Games, I-S-I-A-H Games, my usual spiel, etc, etc. <laughs> Everyone stop your recording. Everyone stop your recording. All right. Stop it. We'd like to thank the LAG Network for making our episodes available on platforms like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and lots more. If you're listening on YouTube and you'd like to keep up with our episodes on one of these audio platforms, just search for the LAG Radio Network and follow their feed.